Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. Today, we are celebrating our one-year anniversary. Tommy, we're one years old. We're just like uh, we're a baby. Where? <laughs> and remember, don't feed this new one-year baby uh, brown liquor, like we were yes. told way from the beginning in WandaVision. Is that like our highlight of the year? I don't know. We should Maybe we should have had like a highlight reel of like some of our hot takes. Yeah, so just to the audience, this is very impromptu. Like we kind of we kind of talked about it, and now we're just doing it. You know, uh, not too much preparation. But I think what we're gonna do here today is we have some awards to give out. This is gonna be like an awards ceremony, and then we're also gonna give some predictions for twenty twenty two. So how about that? Yeah, we're you know maybe we'll talk about the past, maybe we won't. It's real off the cuff. You know, I'm in a full tuxedo. Michael is in a shirt and shorts. You know, it's he didn't show up for the award ceremony like you normally would. I'm not gonna, you know, I guess I shouldn't have called him out, but it's too late. It's already out into the ether. Yeah, and then I'm I, I guess I'll probably uh, misgive uh, an award here, um, like uh, a Moon Knight situation at the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna pull Warren Beatty just like uh real embarrassing we're gonna have to give out like uh I, you gotta imagine when that happened right like they gave something to both people they're like hey sorry about that here's like a really nice bottle of wine I was thinking like maybe a smaller Oscar oh, maybe <laughs> like a miniature yeah. version what would our award be like would it be just like a, a giant version of like our emblem of our symbol oh that or... would be cool like um like yeah, yeah, there's a lot of like cosplayers that uh, that make like Mandalorian helmets. It would be kind of cool to get that made. Yeah, but for every award, that's a lot. If we have like uh, you know six awards, six helmets we have to get made. Well, or we could just make the mold and then like make them like a like a golden statue, and then you just mold Ooh. out. Okay. Many of them. So. What if we do we do guests of the year, but we don't announce it live. We just send one of the guests, and no one will know except for that one guest. Who is guest of the year? Tommy, you're joking, but like when I was coming up with these awards, I I was trying to think like best episode for uh, like best podcast is a little tough for us to do, but I kind of was thinking a best guest, but I also don't want to hurt her feelings. Then we lose every other guest for the rest of the year. We'd have <laughs> to come up with the whole <laughs> new new year, new Star Wars, all new guests because we upset <laughs> the old guests. Yeah, we're gonna we'll Tommy, we'll talk about that after what who our guest of the year is. That'll be like an award just between us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, Tommy, let's go ahead and dive into it because uh, I think I, I think each of these awards we haven't we haven't come up with winners already. We're gonna we're gonna talk it through here, um, and we'll we'll go with award number. Well, uh, how should we do this? Should we start with MVP? Uh, yeah, I think we can like let's mix and match. We don't want to go in the exact order, but if you want to start, like let's start with the high. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. So, uh, Tommy, uh, I'll throw it to you. Is there anybody off the top of your head? That is like the MVP of this year in Star Wars and Marvel. Like, yeah, I think there's one person in particular. I think there's a couple people that could fall into this category. I think there's a lot of people that had big years. Um, I'll, I'll name some of the people I was thinking of, but didn't go. I think like Peter Parker, Tom Holland. He had a big year. Maybe not Peter Parker, but Tom Holland had a big year. Like big success with Spider Man uh, and, and all that jazz. Uh, but the person that I think has been talked about all throughout the year it was in multiple properties of Marvel was Yelena and Florence Pugh. I, I think she is the MVP for me. Um, I feel like that was like the big highlight of Black Widow. There wasn't much to talk about with Black Widow, but the big highlight was Florence Pugh and Yelena. And then we talked about Hawkeye, a show that did really well and uh, did even better because of the reintroduction of Yelena into the, the present day 
and I think how they handled her. I, I'd say there was no complaints about her, which is why I put her as the MVP. Was there was no like, oh, I wish she would have done this as well. It was like, no, she's the one thing working here. And here's the other thing, like a lot of like the most beloved characters that we talked about this year, like um, I don't necessarily think they're like the most valuable player. Right. Um, like, for instance, everybody loves Wanda after this year, but I don't know that she was like valuable. You know, I think yeah. same would apply to um, uh, well, even Spider-Man, uh, Tom, Tom Holland. I, I don't uh, like <laughs> a lot of his storyline in that movie was like messing up. Like, was he being like a valuable contributor to exactly. the MCU? <laughs> Yeah, and that's why I didn't give it to him. I, to me, it's like, I guess I saw MVP as like, who had the, the year of their life? Like, who had the, the best year possibly they could have? Um, but yeah, to me, that's Yelena, you know? What are you thinking, Michael? Tommy, this is the one I was the most up in the air about, or like really just had no clue where to go with it. Um, so if you feel strongly about Yelena, I kind of feel like, Yelena, there might be a better category here. But at the same time, I yeah, think I see that. There, there are plenty of other people we can fill in that role as well. So, uh, Tommy, if you want to give it to Yelena, I'm, I will back you here. I think so. Maybe there, maybe there's someone I'm missing. Like that's like, wait, what about you know? This was clearly the, the real winner. Uh, but listen, it's our show. Uh, we've decided, Yelena, uh, come get your uh, craft mac and cheese. That is uh, nice. your side prize for the. You get the, you get the award, and then you also get like a pot of of craft mac and cheese. We've been sitting here; uh, it's waiting for you. We thought you'd be here earlier, but you decided to show up like five minutes late to the awards ceremony. So. <laughs> well, I think the big problem here is because uh, there is one other person on the board that I would say is in a similar spot to Yelena. The problem is we haven't finished Boba Fett yet, so I feel like that's gonna have to roll over into next year. And uh, actually, somebody that like at least it, it, I feel like if their appearance in Boba Fett is anything like it is in the Bad Batch, I think Finnick Shan might even deserve it because I think she had one of the best moments in Bad Batch. Yeah. And uh, depending on how she finishes out this series, but uh, same, same kind of thing. Yeah. Like uh, as far as like being in multiple properties here, Yelena takes the bag. So congratulations, Yelena. MVP is all yours. Yeah, I like our honorable mentions. I like that we're coming up with the format as we're going, but yes, the format. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> honorable mentions, great idea, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so let's move on. Uh, in the vein of MVP, we have LVP. This is a dangerous one, right? Uh, and I feel like I feel like a lot of the people again, like I don't want to like offend anybody, but again, like some of the least valuable players are also some of our favorites. So, uh, do you have any ideas here? I do, but like they weren't around enough to really deserve it. But listen, I got to at least mention as an honor, honorable mention for the LVP, uh, a, a maybe a combination award for the twins from Bad Batch and also Clemoids, Trace and Rafa. Get them on the list. That's not bad. That's not a bad one. Uh, Tommy, I know you joked about it before, but I would love to put uh, Party Thor in contention here. <laughs> yeah, party I hated Thor. Party Thor. Party tour. I even think Wanda could be put yeah. into LVP. She really had a bad year, in my opinion. Yeah, and and like depending on like how bad the multiverse is from the year on out, and like what is actually the cause of that, uh, you know, I think Doctor Spider Strange yeah, or Doctor or, Strange. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, Doctor Strange really messed up. So he shouldn't have been messing around to begin with. But uh, yeah. yeah, so Rafa and Chase, that's a good one. Do <laughs> we, can, can we give it to a duo though? I don't know. I guess that's the, are we setting a precedent that like maybe a duo could? I, I think it's open, right? Like if they deserve it, we can give it to one. I probably give it to which one's the the mean sister. I don't even I remember. Don't that's the bad part, <laughs> which is why they're their duo because they're just you just think of them as a, a mix. That's where I'm leaning. Uh, but I also like it's my like I also hear you on the other ones. I think like um, 
all of them kind of had a bad year if you really think about it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, Tommy, just uh, before before we crown Rafa and Chase here, I, I want to give one last pitch. I, I want to hear yeah. what you think, Party Thor. Like, is it is it because I know you you liked that episode more than I did. So, is it is it off the table for you right now? You know, I think for me, it's and, and maybe this is also if we're thinking about it as MVP was like who had the best year and it was Elena. Maybe, maybe neither pick is good for LVP of like, we, I don't like Trace and Rafa, but did they have a bad year? I don't know. And did uh, did Party Thor, I guess like, you know, his world did get uh, almost destroyed. That was pretty bad. Um, and he was such a doofus. I, I'm not opposed to giving it to Party Thor here. I, I do think he had a bad year. You know, he made some embarrassing tattoo decisions as well. Um, he's going to live to regret this year, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, I, I could see an argument for Party Thor. I'm not opposed. Well, here's, and here's uh, just to pitch it a little further. Rafa and Trace, they're just boring. You know, they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Party Thor is both annoying and bad at what he does. Yeah. I, I, I think we have it. Party Thor is our LVP. Yes. (laughs) Just for you. Just for you. I wanted to bury him one last time here. Congratulations, Party Thor. It's hard because the more I think about it, I'm like, what about even like side? There's like, there's like people I'm even thinking about like MVP. Do we give it to uh, uh, Zemo? You know, like I, it's, yeah. it's hard this year. There were so many. We got, you know, one of the things we haven't talked about a lot. I think off offline we have a lot. It's like just how much content we got this year. It was so much, and like we're so happy for it. But especially thinking about this, I'm like, there's people we're gonna miss because there's so many shows to get through. And what really sucks is. Like, for instance, I mentioned Visions is one of my favorite shows from this year, but it's very hard to crown any one person in Visions for anything because they're only in, like, a 15, 20-minute episode, you know? Uh, like, they might have been a great characters, but these other characters characters made a, such a bigger impression on us. So that those kind of suck. But, um, all right, well, let's move on to our next category, and it is Rookie of the Year, the, the best new character from either Star Wars or Marvel. And uh, there, there's a couple people on the board for me. Yelena was one. I think I think Yelena de- deserves MVP, so I won't complain there. But um, on the Marvel side, I gotta I gotta throw out uh, both characters from Hawkeye here, uh, Kate and Echo. I thought they were they were two of my favorite characters that I met this year. I feel like they should be in contention. And then if I had to throw out a Star Wars person, Omega. Omega was the best part of of the Bad Batch. Just so much fun. Such a such a sweet character. Yeah, I think uh, for Star Wars, I, I think those are all um, good recommendations or good uh, nominations. I would say another rookie for this year, um, and maybe I'm maybe I'm just mixing my years. Was Fennec a rookie this year? Or was that 2020 for Fennec? Yeah, Fennec Fennec showed up in 20. The Mandalorian, so that was copy, definitely before. Copy. Yeah. Um, all right, well, yeah, I think Omega is a good a good pick for on the Star Wars side. Uh, Marvel, I would say maybe a Lady Loki, Lady Loki, and here, yeah, that's a good one. And then um, I guess my thing is, though, don't like, call her Lady Loki. <laughs> how much more Sylvie are we gonna get in the MCU? Is Sylvie like a permanent character now, or I mean, she's still in that like time palace. I think at least in Loki TV show, she's definitely gonna be a villain or a anti hero of some sort. It's my assumption. Maybe not. Maybe you're right. But I think if like if not, I think she had a lot of people talking for that that period she was on. She was definitely. I think she, to me, she's the same as a Yelena, where it was like a nice fresh spark in Marvel, um, as opposed to uh, 
with like you know like it was exciting when Lady Loki as opposed to some characters we were like oh like do we do we really need that dweeb with the Captain America shield like uh like you know uh but I think Omega like the if we're thinking too of like Bad Batch was a show that I remember we talked about it's like it was a little rough to get to but Omega was a big shining spot of that and like was uh, you know if we're trying to give Star Wars some love I think Omega is a really good pick for that yeah, so I, I want to pitch two more. I know I'm, I'm just complicating the fields here, but they just come to me. And, and here's the problem: we get a big, we get a big one here. And Shang Chi, Shang Chi had his own movie. It's his debut movie. Um, that's a big character. Um, and then also, like, how do we pick from the Eternals? Like, there's so many great characters in Eternals. If I had to throw out one, maybe Makari. Is that yeah. wild? It's hard. I like them all. Like the turtles is hard for me. You know, uh, I mean, I know who my favorites were. It was the uh, kid. You know, it's been so long now that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. There's. Uh, I, I just pulled it up here. <laughs> uh, Makari, Icarus, Cersei, Thena. Um, I, what about Gilgamesh? Like... <laughs> he went off. He came and went so quickly for us. Uh, is he a rookie of the year if he died though? Don't they give like a like. In on like a like a postmortem Oscar, it's like that. It's like a, well, yeah, we'll have that. <laughs> I don't think awards, but there. Yeah, yeah should we'll... we have a in in uh, like a rest in peace moment? What's it called? It's like a in in memoriam. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we should have an in memoriam for the deaths. Uh, I the other, I mean, another one. I, I don't. I think he's it should be mentioned, but I think he could have done a little bit more. It's Red Guardian, in in Black Widow. I think he was he had a, a good shining moment. Some good jokes from him um yeah all right well so i'll I'll just out of everybody we mentioned here i'm really between two um and it is omega and kate bishop um is do you do how do you feel what do you think yeah i i think like oh it's hard i think kate bishop blows up more but also is it because she's live action and like omega isn't is a cartoon there's only so much you know omega can do um it's hard here. I, I hate to give it to another Marvel, but Kate Bishop was really good. And like we talked about Yelena, like in that combo, like I could watch a whole show of them just talking over mac and cheese. Like, you know, so it's hard. Like we can't give all the credit to Yelena. A part of that is uh, Kate Bishop and just how um, Haley plays that character so well. Yeah. Uh, this is tough. This is tough for me. Um because I, I feel like we, I feel like it's more recency bias, at least for me. Like, because the more I think about like Omega's story and where, like, uh, like just how good she was with the team, and like, uh, like best sportsmanship goes to Omega, if nothing else. And also, I think like I feel like um, Omega has like the biggest question mark overhead as far as like where is Omega going from at this point. Um, I feel like there's a lot more to expect from that character, and I don't know. I don't know. You want to give it to Kate, Tommy? I think like we're gonna get more of both these characters too. I think that's the thing too to remember. This is just their this is their rookie year. So yeah. who had the best rookie year? Um, I think the one thing I will say like Kate Kate Bishop did falter sometimes, right? You know, like there was definitely, and I feel like Omega was almost the heart of the team. And out of everyone on Bad Batch, she was the one that like she made mistakes. I don't want to say like Omega was perfect. But, like, I feel like she's the one that kept – without her, the team wouldn't be together. And I guess you could argue the same with Kate Bishop because Clint was so angry all the time. But 
I, you have I, a good point though. I, like if it comes down to like who really was like a solid character and like useful and like interesting, I think I'm gonna go Omega here. Yeah, I think I think there's more. I guess I think Kate Bishop has higher years ahead of her. If we're talking about like a rookie year, like we're you know I'm thinking sports, right? Like a rookie year, it's almost like this is their peak year. Like it's almost a bad thing in a way, and I almost think. I don't think it's gonna get higher for Omega. So I almost think this is her peak year. Like this is this was a year of Omega. Glad you had it. Let's see, maybe we can get some more. But Kate Bishop, I know is like this is low ceiling for her, not a Kate Bishop year. might get yeah, like just, yeah, low. Yeah. Give it two years, Kate Bishop will get an MVP. So um nice. but also like I'm not rolling out that Omega doesn't show up in the book of Boba Fett. Just saying. Whoa. Um live let's... action. Omega. All right, so so let's crown Omega here. Congrats, Omega. Uh the youngest award winner thus far. Um, so let's move on to the best villain. And uh, I feel like this is going to spark a lot of, because we've had a very brief discussion pre-show about this one, and there's a lot out there. Um, my first thought was Agatha Harkness, um, but then the more I thought about it, there were so many other ones. Um, Green Goblin more recently. Um, uh, who, who else do we got? Who else is on the board here? Uh, I think we've said, you know, it's maybe a detriment to him that I can't remember the name, but the, the Shang-Chi dad. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> Icarus. Yes, Icarus. Um, you know what? Uh, this is tough. I really liked Icarus. Yeah, villain wise, we got or uh, villain wise, uh, Star Wars side, we got uh, Crosshair. You know, we got uh, uh, even the bad guys. There was a lot of bad guys on the Star Wars side. Uh, we got yeah. General Tolkien a little bit. You know, we, we Cat Bane. I mean, Cat you know, Bane. So. Wherever I can get Cad Bane in there. No, but I'll, uh, I'll say where I'm leaning at this point is the villain who I felt completely betrayed by. I had to give it to Icarus. That betrayal was really hard, and like I didn't see it coming. Uh, you know, it's until the end. But it, 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 to me, he was a really good villain. I to go against to, to me to go against your family. No, like, you know, Shang-Chi, I guess that's, he, he, you know, but he ended up, he ended up backing down. And I guess you can say the same Icarus did, like, give in and let, uh, let her, you know, take out uh, the Eternal, you know, take out the, uh, but, the Celestial, but at the same time, he killed his family. Like, he did a lot of bad stuff before that moment. So, I'm leaning Icarus right now. Okay, well, I'm going to lean back a different way. Again, I came in here thinking it would be Agatha Harkness, but the more I think about it, it's not. And then I didn't even, con I like completely forgot about Green Goblin until you mentioned him pre-show. But he killed Aunt May. Like, that yeah. was a savage moment. Like, 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 Icarus killed people, but it was like, it was more so, like, there are characters we had just met. Aunt May is like, not, not only just like a character we're very familiar with from like, the story of Spider-Man, but also just uh, that character in general from the Tom Holland trilogy. So uh, I'm kind of, and, and also like the best performance, I think it, 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 like uh, get, give this man an Oscar. And it's even more tragic when you think about the, like, I, I feel like not a lot of people get hung up on this. Maybe it's just me. It's like the whole fact that it's like two personalities. They're like Green Goblin is completely separate from Osborne. And like the fact that Osborne is just like, set with all these bad things he does and he has no control over it it's tragic it's a tragic villain i am with you i think green goblin coming back in the way he came back in the story they told with him it was an incredible rebound it's like this is like i'm just all on sports right now he went into retirement green goblin we thought we saw the last of him he came out for one year to get to the super bowl and he 
performed amazing. Well, I'm not a sports guy. What's the opposite of a rookie? Uh, like a veteran. He's like a veteran. Yeah, but like like a rookie, like specifically, like you're very new. What if it's like you're at the end of your career? Is there not like I think I it's mean, like a that... comeback, like a comeback, like he had a comeback year. I think is what right. we would say. Like he had, right. you know, people wrote him off, but you know, Green Goblin overperformed. Uh, uh, from ret- he came out of retirement, I guess is what you would say. All right. Well, let's put the purple hood on Green Goblin. Congrats, William Defoe. Great performance. Uh, great stakes. Uh, creepy character. Tragic character. Killed a lovable character. So it has to be Green Goblin here. So, um, but I, I, and I'm okay with doing this because I'm going to pivot here. Um, we're going to go into our best movie of the year, and um, I might blindside you here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna trump for uh, Eternals. I don't think that surprised me because I'm also trumping for Eternals. Yes, when I'm gonna argue about it. Okay, and listen, uh, Far From Home was awesome. Like, but I feel like objectively, as a movie, I think, and I'm sure so many people would like. There's so many people online that would just hate to hear us say this, but um, there's there's a lot of flaws in Far From Home, and I don't think there's a lot of flaws in Eternals. Um, so, uh... yeah, my thing is the flaws. I think both do have some mine goes to more of, I think as much as I love the Spider-Man because we watched the Spider-Man's you need to watch the other movies to really get that full impact. And I don't think you need to watch anything else to get the full impact of Eternals. Eternals holds up on its own as opposed to, I, I, I have never, t- I haven't talked to someone who has never watched a Spider-Man movie in his, in their life and then gone to see uh, far, far from home, but it's like, or no way home uh, that I did the uh, same thing. Yeah, I know. I heard you and that's that no way home has to really bank on you knowing the knowledge of the other movies to some degree. I think it's still a solid movie, even if you go in not knowing that stuff, but I do think it, it, to me, that's why I have to give it to Eternals. You know, as much as some people really hate Eternals for both of us, we loved it. And I think it really was a, a fresh new take on Marvel properties. Obviously people have their issues and there's, they're definitely, I think the issue was it was too Marvel-y, uh, and some people say it wasn't marvel enough. So who knows? But I think we should give it to Eternals. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's what we're doing here. And also, I just want to add on, like, uh, I was talking to somebody recently that is not into Marvel, and they were like, where do I start? Where do I, like, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I guess you could start with Iron Man, but, you know, like, I don't know if that's really going to hook you into, like, what you're going, what you should expect, you know? Um, and I said that, the first movie you can watch is Eternals. Like, uh, oh. I, I think that's a great way into it. Um, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So, um, yeah. I'm Eternals glad we, we agree on the order of these two. Because I think the other two Marvel movies of this year, we disagree on which one comes first. But Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we want to re-debate that. Because I, uh, <laughs> I, I I love me some Black Widow. Don't, don't get me wrong. Shang-Chi. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to the best TV show. Uh, this is a big one here. Uh, a lot more in the in the pod here. Let's see if I can name them off the top of my head. We got WandaVision, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Visions, Bad Batch, and I don't think Bo- Book of Boba Fett can count, but is that right? Well, yeah, and I keep thinking Mandalorians in there, but I keep forgetting 2020. Like it's, yeah. It was so quick. This year went by quick, guys, and we got lots of content. I just want to add more content to it. Yes, exactly. I guess if you really want to – we did do a bonus podcast on uh, 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 Invincible. That's true. We could put Invincible in here. 
Uh, I feel like Vincent might take the cake though too. That's the other uh, best villain. Oh, everything. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, well let's uh, let's talk about. Okay, so I guess here, I guess if I had three front runners, it's gonna be Loki, WandaVision, and Star Wars Visions for me. I don't know if that's a hot take. Do you have three? Do you want to give me your three front runners? Yeah, I think for me it was Hawkeye, Loki, and WandaVision were my three. Um, I thought Visions were good, but it's hard for me to give something that's like a one-offs, you know? Um, I think it was really good, but I like the the collective storytelling narrative kind of thing. Um, this is tough. This is really tough. Um, because I like Hawkeye, and I still like, I don't think I could rank even the three between Hawkeye, Loki, and WandaVision, but I also kind of feel like for like Stark Wars, I feel like both Loki and WandaVision kind of like define us as a show. Like, I feel like that's, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I, I don't want to say we peaked already, but like, uh, we had a lot of fun with those shows. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, and that's where, like, I, I honestly originally had WandaVision, and it's less on the show. And it's more so we were just so young and 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 wide eyed and we were so happy and so excited for and and everything and maybe this is we just became too hardened by the end. I feel like even when like Hawkeye was on its peak, we're still like, yeah, this is good. And I, maybe that's if we're talking about like the podcast. I feel like you know the best the best show that we loved to cover was like either Loki or WandaVision. Out of those two, I feel like we were pumped up around those two. Do you lean one specific way? Like, is there like gun to your head? Which one is better? They're just so different. I would yeah. say Loki just because it was later into the year and we were still like as excited. That's and so true. for me, I feel like Loki had the biggest for a TV show. Loki did things that you would see in a movie. And I can't right. say the same about some of the other properties. Yes, WandaVision had big things, but like Loki, they introduced multiple versions of a character. That's wild. We got <laughs> alligator Loki. We got a we got frog Thor. That's wild stuff. And they did it well, and they like did the lore really. They they used the lore to their benefit, introducing characters we kind of knew, but in different ways. We got Kane the Conqueror, who's going to be a big deal. We know this, and and I just think none of the other shows had that impact like Loki's most likely going to, like we're predicting. So, and, and here's my thought on WandaVision. At least I, I feel like WandaVision was more of a roller coaster. It has higher highs, but also I really didn't like the finale. Um, so I, I, I feel like they just wrapped everything up too much. If we're talking about like the best consistent show, I think it is Loki. Yeah. Right. I think Hawkeye was the most in Hawkeye to me had not big highs or big lows. It was just kind of, you know, it was a solid like B plus a show the whole time, you know? Right. Right. All right. So are we in agreement here is, is Loki taking the, the horned crown? Yes, I think so as well. All right, Loki, congrats. Best show of the year. Um, that, that does it for our awards here. Um, so are you ready to go into some predictions for 2022? Yeah, I think good job to all our, all our award winners, uh, for the, the nominees. I hope, uh, you know, like we upset a lot of heroes and villains. How many people, how how much hate mail are we going to get about this podcast? Oh, you're saying from real fans. I'm thinking the imaginary fictional characters. They're going to be pissed at us. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we have to go into hiding for like a week or two. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised we got out of here with nothing for Wandavision, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I but... think like it was early on. I think a lot of those early on shows do suffer of like recency bias. Like I think there is part of that. Um, I think Wandavision, it, it was a 
the most unique format like right like the sitcom format really does sucker me in and like i really wanted to give it a couple awards um i think agatha Agatha is definitely someone up there i think like we're talking about like if we're talking about let's give a new award i'm just throwing it out there best romance wanda and vision their love that that monologue the whole oh beautiful Beautiful. all right well let's make an award just for them um uh uh, the best the best romance best couple goals award goes to uh wanda and vision um also i I, just to touch on this as well uh we didn't even mention uh monica rambeau for uh uh rookie of the year i feel like that um i feel like maybe if if that would be a bigger topic of discussion if maybe it came out uh sooner. I was gonna, well i was gonna say tech, if she's technically a rookie technically monica did show oh, up in captain marvel so like true, uh... true true okay good point all right all right let's move on and we, and we can we can power through these predictions pretty quick yes. uh uh but uh tommy you want to start you want to get well i guess we go back and forth here you want to give us one yeah, I'll I'll start on a Marvel side because I have, I have two Star Wars, two Marvel. But I'll get my Marvel or no, I'll get one of my Star Wars out of the way since I, I'll save the one Marvel. Um, I think that the this is the increase in Jedi in twenty twenty two. We're gonna see. I think we're getting lots of Jedi, and I think that is going to make twenty twenty two the year of Star Wars. I think this year Marvel won out. And if we're like, even though they're not competing, but for us, they're competing. I think next year, Obi-Wan's going to be the big hit. I think if we're looking at the awards, best show, I'm predicting now, going to go to Obi-Wan. Okay. All right. Wow. So uh, predicting our awards for next year, not a bad, not a bad call. Um, I guess, I guess my uh, big, th- it's hard to say it's going to be the year of Star Wars, especially because I don't think we have any movies. Like that's the big thing that's that kind of sets them back. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. And then we do, we talked about like uh, Ahsoka's right on the precipice there. So uh, we could be getting that in 2022 as well. Um, I will, I will throw out one of my Marvel ones here. And I, I said, I'm going bold. Like uh, what, what, uh, what are these predictions? If not like fun and crazy. So I'm just going to do it. We're going to get the appearance of Deadpool in the MCU for the first time next year. And personally, I think yeah, it's going to be I, Doctor Strange, but um, where else could you show up? I don't know. Uh, you know, you would have thought like a Spider-Man thing. Like now that Spider-Man is on his own, honestly, a perfect like having him as like this weird side, like buddy that shows up randomly sometimes. It's like, dude, get out of here. I'm like a college kid. <laughs> I don't know. I've always loved the Spider-Man Deadpool relationship. Like the fact that Deadpool is basically in love with Spider-Man. I always thought was very funny. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that that's, that's probably my boldest prediction here, but that that's it. So I'll, I'll throw it back to you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. I think with that in that scene, probably basically the same. Uh, I think they've teased it long enough. I think we're going to get x-men something fantastic for something revealed i think we're gonna get the movies the official movies i know we got tv shows now but i, I want we're getting a reveal either they're gonna show up or we're gonna get like an actual date an actual like it's happening it's real it's real it's happening well we do um, we do have at least like the title card for fantastic well movie. sure 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 yeah. but we have no date we have no sure. like information on we have no casting i think i just i we're gonna get way more information about those two properties in the next year 
I'll just say this isn't one of my predictions, but it barely missed. Uh, I, I don't rule it out again. I said that Deadpool could show up, and I don't. I don't think Multiverse of Madness is going to have a lot of characters, but I think it will have some big characters at least. And I wouldn't rule it out that we see X Men there either. That's probably like if I was being more safe, I feel like that's a good way to bring them in. Um, but uh, you know, Deadpool. I on. think X Men we get sooner rather than later. I think, like to be honest, before Fantastic Four, because I think the perfect time to introduce Fantastic Four would be the next Spider Man movie you know they've really been teasing this avengers tower they've really been like it fits you know that the fantastic four and spider-man that's ba- i believe that's how they were introduced in the comics it was in a spider-man so it's like uh i i think that's the move in my opinion okay well there you have it so uh back to me here here's my this is gonna i don't know this might piss people off and and i don't want this to be true but um you know it's kind of the vibes i'm feeling at this point um, I think Black Panther is going to be the worst Marvel movie next year, and it's not going to be close. Wow. Yeah, I don't even think we're going to debate it. I, I think I think they've had a lot of trouble with uh, some of the actors on set. It sounds like they've had to do reshoots. It sounds like they've had to stop production at certain points. It sounds like an overall mess. And uh, look, I'm hoping for the best, but I'm expecting the worst. Yeah, I think they were given a really unfortunate situation, right? They had to basically revamp the entire movie because of an unfortunate uh, circumstance and what happened tragically uh, with Chadwick Boseman that like, I, I, they're trying to do things politely. You know, there's like a lot of, uh, they're, they're really walking on ice with this. Cause they're like, they're like, we're not going to have any, like, we're not going to recast but now people want them to recast. It's this whole fiasco. Wow. Like you're saying, there's also stuff on set. There's just, I am hoping for the best. I'm hoping you're wrong on this, Michael. I really am. Me too. Me too. Um, but that what well, that also means that like Thor and Love and Thunder or Multiverse of Madness are gonna be <laughs> worse, which I don't want that either. But and that's the thing too, they're up against two like powerhouses. Like I think like you got Thor Love and Thunder, which is coming off of Ragnarok. They now seem to know what they're doing with Thor. You got Taika back on. It, it, that is almost most likely gonna be a home run. Yeah, and then you yeah. got Doctor Strange, which they've been doing good stuff with Doctor Strange. He's coming off Spider-Man. He's the multiverse stuff. That's the stuff people have been clamoring for. So it's hard. Yeah, I agree with you. It's like almost like the, the other two are giving so much stuff that it's like even if Black Black Panther is at peak performance, it still may be the worst of the three. Yeah, that, that, might, that might be my coldest take thus far. Uh, my next one's going to be pretty big, but I'll throw it back to you. What do you got? All right. You know what I think? I We're going to go out big. I think in 2022... We are getting the return of Jar Jar Binks. What? Yep. Can you can you can you plot this out for me? How does Listen, this happen? We're getting the Obi Wan show, right? We're getting Hayden back. We're getting nostalgia. That's what it seems. We're getting that. Just a, a quick appearance from Jar Jar Binks. Just a just a quick like maybe a flashback, maybe in an animated show. We're we're getting Jar Jar in some form. I mean, look, I don't know, like, especially if it's, like, very quick. You know, he, he could be funny. He could be his same old self. Just, like, in and out. I, I won't fight against it. Um, let's not make him the second build cast member on Kenobi. Hopefully not. But uh, it might be interesting to see him show it up as, like, a grizzled old Gungan and, like, um, <laughs> coming to see his buddy for whatever reason. I, I would love to see a broken Jar Jar. Like, a Jar Jar mm-hmm. that regrets the decision he made. You know, giving Palpatine the, the the command, 
and he's upset and he's not okay. And I think that would be interesting. I think that's compelling. Do I think what Star if, Wars would really do it? I don't know. Probably what, not. What if he's a bounty hunter? Bounty hunter Joe. Wait, we should be in the writer's room for Star Wars. How have they not made at least the comic book version of that? Like or or like because there's so much, there's so many fan theories about how he is like the secret yeah. uh, Sith Lord. He could be like an inquisitor coming after uh Obi-Wan. <laughs> I mean, look, that'd be kind of cool. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, if, and if Evil Jar Jar always would have been cool. Like, that really was the move. Uh, yeah. Oh man, imagine he turns around. It's just, it's, it's a me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, um, I'll throw it back to myself here with my final prediction, and it is, it is off the back of Kenobi as well. Um, this, this might be kind of bold, but I, I think we're going to get a complete reenactment of the final fight between Kenobi and Darth Maul. I think we saw it in, in Rebels, the Twin Suns episode. is one of my favorite episodes. I think it's yeah. one of the best episodes of Rebels. Um, I think that they'll just go ahead and redo that entire scene, that whole fight scene. I, and I, I even could see it being in like the finale, like maybe like the final thing that we see. Um, cause I don't, th- I think, uh, they are definitely positioning this to be more of like the Vader and Kenobi story, uh, not so much the mall and Kenobi story, but, um, I think you could tack that on to the end of this and it, it'd be worth something. See, I, I feel like they, yeah, I hear you. And I would love to see live action mall and, and all that. I think for me, I feel like they kind of wrapped up the mall and Obi-Wan part of it, you know, especially in that episode you're talking about. I feel like, um, They've now kind of Maul's kind of moved on, and like the series has kind of made him. He's now got his Darth Maul has his hand in so many cookie jars in the Star Wars universe. It's like you know Obi Wan. It's like imagine all these like heroes go to like a party and they're all like, "Yeah, my arch nemesis Darth Maul," and then someone else is like, "Yeah, my arch nemesis Darth Maul." Like I feel like he's just made a lot of people mad. So I don't know. I feel like there's other shows that potentially he could show up in, or maybe is I would like a Darth Maul show, but also we just had a lot of Darth Maul. Maybe that's also the thing too. I, I just feel like there is a, still a lot more on the table, especially we still are like lingering on that cliffhanger from Solo. I think that I think they That's plan true. to do a lot more with them eventually. I think the question is when. The war of the syndicates. Let's I'm go. Just, Bring it in. I'm down. I'm so I don't know why they haven't done it. again in like a comic form, like just all the syndicates fighting each other would be yeah. very interesting. Like the empire's fallen, and now the syndicates are picking up the pieces before the, before the new government. Like, and they're all fighting for the claims. Yeah, I think that's it. I'm, uh, that that would that would be awesome. Uh, do you are we done? Do you have one more? Uh, I think it was my three. Okay, uh, I was accounting, uh, but uh, that's uh, it. Jar Jar, Jar Jar. Uh, the X Men uh, X Men Fantastic Four is going to get a big boost in the new year. And that Star Wars with Obi Obi Wan's going to be the new big show of next year. Okay, all right. Well, that brings us to the end here. Um, Tommy, thank you so much for an awesome year. This was uh, again. Uh, I, I I put the call out to find somebody for the show, and you stepped right up, and I haven't regretted a second of it. So I really do appreciate everything you do for the podcast. And this was an awesome year, and I hope for many more. Thank you, and I appreciate you, and like for the audience, like. Michael does a lot of work on this podcast. Uh, he's the one that like edits it, does puts it up. 
gets you know a lot of the guests. So uh, kudos, kudos is that a, 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 a thank you, Michael, yeah. for what you do and like for letting me come on and, and be a part of this because and be a part of the team from the beginning. Because like yeah, I just reached out and look at us now. We're, we'll be like forty years from now. We'll be in like old uh, retirement homes. I'll be like, oh, remember when we started the Stark Wars, the podcast. Uh, Tommy, I'm also like a bit of a control freak. I don't know if you've learned that about me thus far. Uh, I don't know if it's a good thing for a podcast, but uh, I don't mind doing the stuff. I hope you don't mind like me taking the reins where I have to. Uh, I really enjoy doing a lot of the, like I, I didn't realize I liked uh, editing audio, but that's fun. Um, like, so it's no problem. I really enjoy it. All listen, of this, so. listen, I'm I'm here. I'm. I had blinders on. They brought me here. They were like, Michael, we have this gift. We have this gift for you uh, so that our podcast don't fight. And then they gave you me and I had blinders on. And they were like, the first person that Tommy sees, he'll he'll be bonded to for life. And then they, they opened up the blinders and I saw you there. There, there it is. Uh, so, all right. Well, Tommy, this was awesome. Uh, anything else? Tom Core is what they, they they call me. The Tom Core. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's a stretch. But all right, all right. I tried. Uh, anything else <laughs> happening? Uh, not much. You know, uh, on hiatus from uh, the Ned's Declassified podcast. Should be coming back anytime now. Um, very busy people, as you all know. And then just this podcast, you can also find me at the PSR Discord uh, post show recaps. If you haven't checked them out, they are a a friend to us, uh, uh, a nice podcast to catch up on any real fiction. They cover a lot of fiction TV over there. So uh, post show recaps, they have a Discord. We do a lot of fun stuff. D and D, you can join me on D and D. Like I'm trying to convince Michael too with a new show coming out next year, and uh, hopefully he'll watch it. And I'll recommend it then once it's out because I'm definitely going to recommend this show. Yeah, probably multiple times, like you did Wheel of Time. Um, but uh, oh, oh, says says Michael <laughs> the person. Michael never recommends this show more than once. <laughs> Completely fair. Um, what else? Oh, I, I I'm doing. Uh, the time has come. I'm doing the Nathan for us podcast next week. Uh, we'll be talking Andy versus Uber uh, from Nathan for you. Um, so uh, yeah, if you guys want to just go ahead and subscribe to that and just wait for it, Nathan for us podcast. Check it out. So. Yeah, go. It's a great podcast. Another great friends of the podcast. Yes. Okay, I will close this out here, but not without a couple thank yous uh, to Aaron Robertson, who did our music, and Ethan Kellum, who does our logo. I also like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. And please subscribe because we'll be here every week. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Stark Wars Pod. And uh, ask us for a Discord link because we have a little community going on. And if that sounds like something you're interested in, you can come chat with us. Uh, But that's all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Don't stop. Don't stop. Oh, okay. It's too late. I already stopped. Okay. It was like I'm rebooting for the new year. Beep boop. (laughs)